Welcome to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver I'm joined with Jerry Karaya. He is the manager of our e-store, which has been very busy the last few weeks, Jerry. And, of course, president of Guildhall Wealth, Paul Wiseman. How are you doing, guys? Wonderful. Wonderful. Very good, thanks. Completely worn out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's been a very, very busy time at Guildhall over the last, uh, I would say, even since March, but definitely the last few weeks with the the gains in the markets, and it's nice to see that uh, we've had a bit of a breather in the market. The interesting thing about this breather, though, as we all know, is that they put into the market sell orders in the amount of somewhere in the range of over a billion ounces of, of silver, which is way more than they can, in, they can mine in the entire globe in one year. And that was sold into the market, I think it was on Tuesday. So silver was trading up as high as 29 kind of looking to edge over $30. Paper market comes in sells uh, over a billion ounces of silver and the market comes back down a little bit. So a nice reprieve, a nice opportunity for people to get into the market at a little bit lower. But what's funny is that we saw some people saying, oh, I don't know if this is, could we go much lower? So my first question to the panel here is, can the price of silver drop to zero? Absolutely not. Uh, there's no silver out there. There's no gold out there. None of the refiners are refining any product. There's a complete shortage. The miners are not even producing. Um, what was sold last week to knock the price of this week to knock the price of gold down was, as you said, was paper. Non-existent, doesn't exist. Nobody owns it. It's probably trading 100 to 1. It's not even there. It's vaporware. Gold and silver is in a shortage. We've been filling every order. On our website, Jerry's here, uh, our e-store, we only put up what we've got in stock. What's the point of putting up Superman maples? I don't know who wants them, but what's the point if you don't have the product? So we've been selling, you know, we've had 10-ounce RCM bars. We completely sold out. We haven't seen any of those since January. We had some Asahi 10-ounce bars. They're just flying off the shelf. Kilo bars, we've sold out three times. Um, we've got some come in, uh, and as we're bringing them in, they're selling. 100-ounce RCM bars. We're the only ones that seem to have RCM bars. And, you know, we're able to fill orders. Uh, One-ounce gold maples, we have. We're filling orders. One-ounce gold bars, we're filling orders. Um, you know, there's no point in putting product up on, on the on our website, on our e-store, that you don't have. Yeah, I've noticed that um, a lot of different websites, Jerry, will say five to ten day delivery, but they don't actually have the physical product, and so it's very important for us to have only the product. But um, so you can talk a little bit about that. But can can the price of silver go to zero? Well, money cannot go to zero, right? We have to remember that gold and silver are both precious metals, and they're very strategic as well for silver. Um, being used in almost every single part of our lives. Silver is very important. It's very key. So we have to remember what money is and what money is not. Money is scarce. Money is recognizable. Money is indestructible. And it has to be global, intrinsic in value. Paper is not. You can do whatever you'd like to paper. But we here at Guildhall see gold and silver as money. So no, gold and silver cannot go to zero. Price fluctuations aside, uh, we kind of anticipated at $30, 
resistance to see some sort of a retracement and it's a very healthy retracement in almost every market we've seen gold and silver move up quite rapidly I was anticipating to see a retracement on Thursday it didn't happen until Tuesday but like I said it's a very healthy retracement yeah and you know I, I was talking to some people in the office this week about the exact same thing and we were discussing the idea that okay if we go back to March and the paper market pushed the price down to 1150 I think 11, in silver 1160 1160 thank you Paul always making sure you've right on the price um, but at that point you couldn't buy it for less than I think seventeen dollars eighteen dollars and then once you threw the exchange in there we were into twenty one dollars Canadian so the question is is if there's no product available as we speak right all the bullion dealers you see them Jerry in the e-stores and whatnot are struggling with getting some inventory available if there's a very limited inventory and we know that the price couldn't drop back down to $12 because back then you were still going to pay 1718. Where is the where is the potential real bottom of the market in terms of physical price being able to get it higher premiums as a result? And I think the answer is very very we're talking of maybe a couple dollars on the downside. Interestingly in my conversation with this with this customer we were talking about but what is the what is the prospect for the upside which can bring us to um to the next topic, which in this case the client was saying, oh, much, much higher. So it was maybe a couple dollars to the downside, but much, much higher to the upside. And so the question here is, are we at the beginning of a bull market cycle or are we at the end? When people see that the market has gone sky high, the tendency is, oh, I see it has gone up, therefore it's it's over. The, I've missed my opportunity. Paul. Have people missed their opportunity to no, get involved in this market? Absolutely not, because we always say it's better to be one month, two months too early than one day too late. How many people do we speak to all the time that say, I'm going to wait for the price to drop? I, I'm going to look for the low. You know, it's very hard to pick the bottom. It's uh, Picking bottoms is a dirty business. Um, you can't pick the bottom. It's really hard to do. Um, it doesn't matter if you miss on silver a dollar, two dollars. What difference if you bought it at $26 and it drops down to 24 What difference if it goes to 35 You know, we've been in this business a long time. We were in the business when silver was trading at $3.80 and gold was $250. How many people that we have that bought silver and gold, snuck home, never told anybody that they made this type of investment because they were embarrassed at those prices? And today they're very, very smart. You know, we look at the business, we, we sold more silver when it was 380 at $5, we sold more at $10 than we did at 5 we sold more at 25 than we did at 10 and all the way up to $49. And this is the same thing that's going to happen again. We will sell silver, you know, we can't get it, so it's on demand. People are charging ridiculous prices. They're gouging people. I mean, I've seen some websites that are absolutely ridiculous on the prices. If you go on eBay, um, you know, you're going to pay two arms and two legs for, for a 100-ounce bar of silver. Again, we offer at Guildhall physical product. Whether you buy it, take it home, whether you want to put it in our depository, which is allocated, segregated, and kept safe for you. Uh, if you want to open up a registered account, if you've never owned a TFSA, 
Um, this is the best vehicle you can put gold and silver into. It's a tax-free savings account. I think it's 69000 you can put 69, in. 69500 wow. at the max if you've never invested. If you've never invested. So if there's yourself, your wife, you know, kids that may be over 21 and you want to put some funds in for them, what a wonderful investment that is to put into a TFSA gold and silver. We believe at Guildhall that this is going to skyrocket. Um, we've had a pullback. This is building a great bottom. This is going to go uh, incredibly high. And again, I encourage people if they don't have a TFSA, we partner with Questrade. Um, there's no product around, but we're able to get product to put into these accounts. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. I agree, Paul. I think pullbacks are necessary. It's a good thing. We want to see the gaps be filled in a bit and create a stronger base in which to climb from. Personally, I believe that the metals have been extremely undervalued, so silver at $30 is still extremely undervalued and it was just playing some some catch-up that we've seen gold move up over the last several years a hundred dollars a year basically uh, right now uh, gold for the last uh, six months is up 23 percent the last uh, 30 days it's up eight percent and that's in US dollars on the silver side you're seeing uh, silver up over the last six months 54 percent and 42% of that came within the last 30 days. So very big moves. However, when you get a pullback, you do have the question. And I thought um, Mike Meharry uh, from Shift Gold actually uh, gave us the three questions which we would be asking ourselves, we'd be asking other clients. So uh, the questions, Jerry, are that people should be asking when they see these dips in the market is, number one, do you believe the economy can quickly recover? Number two, do you believe that the federal, federal government will stop borrowing and spending billions of dollars every single month anytime soon? And number three, do you think the Federal Reserve is going to just stop printing money, raise interest rates, and shrink its balance sheet in the near future? So I think, given those three questions, let's keep those questions going into the next segment and bring, bring you guys into the discussion so that uh, our listeners can understand are we at the beginning of a bull market cycle or at the end of the bull market cycle? And where can this bull go eventually? The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. I am joined with Paul Wiseman, President of Guildhall, and Jerry Karaya. He's the manager of our e-store, which... Jerry, that's been, uh, how are you keeping up, by the way? It's been on fire, Jeremy. I, I can't keep up, but I just want to congratulate everyone, and especially the new, new, new buyers, our new clients. We want to congratulate you for getting involved, getting your hands on some physical silver. As Paul mentioned in the earlier segment, so hard to get, but uh, we enjoy uh, helping you out. And I think one of the interesting things about our e-store, and I, I honestly can't speak for, for others, but I, is the customer service. The fact that we often reach out to people who are putting orders through the e-store and we're there to answer any questions and emails and so we really make it known that even though you've put an order through the e-store that uh, we're here for you we, we're here to answer your questions and here to help and of course I think delivery is a big thing as well making sure that clients can get uh, their product right away in fact you know I noticed we've had a couple issues over the last several months because of COVID that uh, Canada Post isn't Sometimes they're just, 
Well, you you talk talk about some of those issues. Yeah, well, since the beginning of COVID, um, Canada Post, whom we use, has implemented a knock, drop, and leave policy with our with our precious metals, and understandably. Uh, many don't like that policy. I don't like that policy. Exactly. For it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be yeah. a policy, yeah, especially it, with these goods, right? So, yeah, and it was fine at the beginning when everyone was at home. Was at home, looking out the window, checking. We provide that tracking number, uh, which is the case today. Uh, but I want to assure clients and assure newer individuals who are getting involved in this market that we understand that there are risks to that, and to mitigate that. Uh, get in contact with us, leave us with some information that we'll ask, such as date of birth, and we'll have the parcel shipped to the closest Canada post office to your home at maybe a Shoppers Drug Mart or a Rexall or something like that uh, for your safe pickup. Or you can pick it up. From or that. you can pick it up. The safest thing to do is pick it up and take it home if that's yeah. what you want to do. But the purpose is, is to make sure that the product is is safe. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and, it's, and, and I think that our customers and listeners need to know that it's as important for us as it is for them because Take it seriously. we don't want to see products be, you know, disappear uh, because that's on us, right? Yeah. That's I mean, our product. Yeah, but if someone is within, you know, a tank of gas driving um, and they can save, get their product straight away, be safe, be secure, have it, uh, they should do that if, if they want to. I mean, you know, we're even arranged to have it for on a weekend. Uh, they can come and pick it up. Yeah, and, and we're not beyond uh, personally dropping stuff off from time to time as well. We've we've done that for some customers. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. The World Gold Council recently came out with an article, and it was titled "Gold Hits Record High: Sprint or Marathon," which I think comes back into the question of are we at the beginning of the cycle or are we near the end here just because we saw a big move in the market does not mean that we're at the end of the end of this bull cycle and they point to three things in particular which I think is comes in in into close proximity to what uh, we were saying just before we went to break about the three questions that we should be asking and they were saying number one high uncertainty number two very low interest rates and number three momentum momentum which is supportive for investment demand so I just want to read a couple of the paragraphs here and then get your thoughts on on uh, the market and what they're saying number one uncertainty this is the reason why people want to own precious metals and they're saying that the COVID pandemic is far from over its impact on the global economy is really yet to be determined and that those though there's indications that some countries like China South Korea Germany some other European countries have maybe turned the corner at the global level the early hopes of a fast recovery are all but gone and I think anyone who's looking to send their kids back to school in September knows exactly what they're talking about there so you have to kind of think on the one hand are we really out of the woods on the COVID and therefore what is the economic impact number two is that central banks continue to be aggressively accommodative they've cut interest rates their quantitative easing they're being again incredibly accommodative they're doing massive rescue packages and I think this is probably the big thing Paul that people see that they see that the government's central banks are printing unlimited amounts of money without any consequence and I think for the first time since we've been on the air here there's an understanding that this has, has to lead to a devaluation of the currencies. Well, you can see already the U.S. dollar is starting to drop. The U.S. dollar is dropping against all currencies. 
Which is also going to put the price of gold and silver up. I mean, you can't run $22, $23 trillion in debt. How are you going to pay it off? People, most people don't even know what a trillion dollars is. It used to be a million. That sounded like a lot. A billion sounded like incredible, but a trillion, it's now a keystroke. They don't print a trillion dollars. Somebody prints digitally that money and it gets from one place to another. But $23 trillion is impossible to pay off in anybody's lifetime. I don't care. If, the, if, there's, no, if there's nobody working, you're not collecting taxes. If you're putting money out in benefits, you're not. It's you're going to go broke. I mean, it's as simple as that. And I was listening this morning to CNBC about even the governor of Jersey, New Jersey, was on. You know, they're in so much debt, like ten billion, twenty billion, thirty billion, just and Ontario. Yeah, just to to cover the shortfalls. I mean, even here in Toronto, the TTC. It's running at a loss. It was running at a loss before the COVID. I mean, they were subsidizing fares anyway. But, you know, these, these, these states in 50-odd states, they're all in trouble. They need to get money from the, not from the federal, well, from the federal government. Um, they just, there's, there's not enough money to go around. And you cannot keep giving people 500 a week, 600 a week, and expecting them to go back to work. I mean, the people that are not in, in any type of financial trouble, they're having a wonderful time. Jerry, do you want to throw your... Sorry, just going to pause here while Jerry gets us. Yeah, so what we just... We're just covering uh, the quick hits from this uh, World Gold Council article. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Jerry, Paul's saying, you know, governments are in debt... Debt is going to be the biggest problem, the fact that they're just handing out free money without any consequence. Um, what's your take on the economy? Are we really in great shape here? Have we turned the corner on COVID? Is that a reason to maybe uh, get rid of your gold at this point? Well, just to interrupt, New York, look at the amount of people that are leaving their apartments or, or the, the homes that they've bought. That means there's no taxes coming in. There's absolutely, you know, I don't know how, you know, states, cities are going to cope. You know, we haven't seen, there's probably going to be another sweep of COVID coming through. What is that going to do? How many restaurants uh, will not reopen? How many businesses won't reopen? I mean, the, the people that are smart and think on their feet, you know, they're getting by. But, you know, there's going to be an awful lot of bankruptcies coming in September and October, and people that are not paying their rent and not paying their mortgages, sooner or later you have to pay the piper. And this is what concerns me, that you need to be, you need to have an insurance policy right now, and the insurance policy is gold and silver to protect your capital. It doesn't matter, you know, you've got real estate, you may have done well in the stock market, but we know how fickle the stock market is, and that can change with another round of COVID, that could get smashed down 40, 50%. Yeah, there's a few companies that are going to do well in the COVID, but there's a lot that don't. So let's turn our attention then, Jerry, away from the economy itself and the fact that it's not looking that good, even if even if we do turn the corner on COVID. And we were just saying, you know, anyone who's trying to send their kid to school knows that we're far from out of the woods on this, right? Um, let's talk about the central banks' accommodative stance. That's what uh, that the World Gold Council is saying. Their accommodative stance is obviously very bullish for gold. How how far can they go with with quantitative easing here? 
they will have to continue to do this. There is no turning around from this policy. And this is why major banks normally who dislike quote unquote gold, for example, Bank of America, they know the forecasts and their forecast has been revised. All of these major banks have revised upwards gold into the moderate 3,000 to 4,000 mark. Why? Wow. They see no turning around for this type of monetary policy. In fact, they haven't, we haven't seen, after 10 years of a stock market bull run, we haven't seen a correction. On the stock market? On the stock market. Yeah. And what, dri what has driven this stock market run, and we know the grand design is stimulus. You stimulate, and you keep pumping, and you keep pumping. Well, it's not only that. The amount of public companies have shrunk in half, completely shrunk in half. So everybody's chasing the same yield. In the stock market, where there was 8,000 companies, now there's 4,000 companies, I believe. Well, where are you going to put your money? Each company, every time something gets taken over, you know, there's less public companies. Yeah, they're bringing out a few more uh, IPOs, but, you know, how many people right now can own Apple? How many people right now uh, own Amazon? You know, people are looking $3,000 a share. How many people you know that have got 100 shares of Amazon? I don't know too many. Well, I think the other question is that what we're seeing from a lot of our our customers and those coming to, to Guildhall is, well, how much, how high is high? Because at this point, the stock market's gone crazy for a decade plus. Um, you know, when they tried to raise interest rates, the market had a complete tantrum back in 2018. Uh, and so therefore, the, the central banks decided, okay, let's just keep, keep it with the low rates so that they can keep borrowing money to pay off these debts or keep the debts rolling over, as you were talking about just a moment ago, Paul. So I think the question becomes, well, what would it take for the stock market to double from here? Right? It would take a whole lot for it to really, really start to move. So I think that there is an understanding that there's a limit to how much those things can go up. But understanding value on the physical metals is where people start to say, ah, okay, wait a minute. Like gold has really been ignored here for a very long time. Silver's been ignored here. And we're talking really having to go back, Jerry, to 2011, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. We have to look back at these, at these trends and nothing has, nothing has changed. Um, we did see a peak in 2011, and all that has changed is the, the amount of debt had, that has um, just gone parabolic since then. None of the fundamentals have changed. In fact, everything has just gotten worse. So rather than speculate and try to time and worry about maybe a 2 3 $4 move on the downside, can consider the potential of another 2011. And this time, this trend has never been broken. We have to remember that silver, for example, has had four significant peaks, and each peak has almost been double its previous. So therefore, if $49.50 was the last peak, where is our next peak? I think that's the perfect question to ask for the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. And you're listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. And we've just been talking about the fact that are we at the beginning of a gold cycle, uh, bull market? Yes, we saw some pullbacks earlier in the week. It gave a lot of people some questions to pause that were excited about the momentum. And it allowed them to say, okay, well, wait a minute. Where, where are we going from here? And we, right out the gate, we, we decided to ask, well, the first thing you have to ask is, can the economy recover quickly? 
And according to the World Gold Council, the answer is no. We're far from out of the woods on the economy. I mean, are you ready to go on vacation to Italy? Are you ready to go fly to New York? I mean, I would not go to New York right now, right? The, you're not going to get any flight from me going to New York with all the violence that's going on there. And of course, you'd have to quarantine for two weeks. The other question, and Paul was discussing that in the last segment, this idea that the federal government is not going to stop borrowing, but they will continue to spend billions and billions of dollars. And where does that lead? This was a problem we were discussing way before a pandemic. Now it's exacerbated by the fact that the government's just borrowing more and spending more at the same time. And finally, on the printing of money, you know, are interest rates about to about to rise? I don't think so. I believe the Fed was saying that they're going to keep interest rates low for a long time and let inflation run hot. If that's not a reason to own precious metals, I don't know what is. It's going to be... Uh if they keep interest rates low for two years, which they've got to do to generate something, um, gold and silver, it's always been, an, in, for most people, they say it's a relic. It doesn't get you any interest, um, but it's been a safe haven for 5,000 years, um, and it's going to carry on being a safe haven. As Jer Jerry said in the last segment, Bank of America are calling for $3,000 gold, I think it said before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. um, you wow. know, So, you know, you're looking at... Around about $2,000 an ounce, less than $2,000 an ounce, a 50% increase. We've already had a pretty high increase this year alone. Um, silver is the most undervalued metal that's out there. It always has been. Um, but it's, you know, where Batman goes, Robin goes with it. And that's what gold and silver is. Silver is... Um, a precious metal, but it's an industrial metal. It's used in everything from flat screen TVs to missiles. It's got silver and and here's the thing because i saw i heard this brought up in a blog piece um you know one of these radio interviews and uh, i'm not sure if it was greg hemke or something and they were saying that one of the reasons that the paper market was able to get away with suppressing the price for so long was that the number one thing you have to make sure that happens is that the people and companies that need require that strategic resource like Apple who needs to put silver into the computers, like Tiffany's who needs silver to produce their jewelry, they have to get their product. Because if they get a whiff that that product isn't available, they're going to be the first people to pick up the product and that's going to that's going to destroy the game. What do you think about that, Jerry? Massive ripple think effect. That's Absolutely. True? Absolutely. It just makes sense. It's a it's a again, the attribute of the, silver is both monetary and as well as an industrial metal. And if these industries rely on it, um, they're going to do whatever it takes to hedge themselves to ensure that they can get their product. Yeah, and I think... Well, it's a stockpile. I mean, right. look, look... They what, don't stockpile, though. Yeah, but look no. what's happened. To, I mean, one of my favorite metals, I mean, I talk about gold and silver, is platinum. At one time, platinum was more expensive than gold. Yet platinum right now is basically half the price of gold. So if the listeners out there that love gold and silver, you've got to love platinum. Look what's happened to palladium. I remember selling palladium like at $180 an ounce. It's $2,069 an ounce. It's what's more than platinum. Yeah. So what is, what's palladium used for? It's catalytic converters. Who's driving? Who's buying Bad cars? Well, <laughs> so, you know, you look at value. And value to me right now is platinum and silver and gold. You know, one thing that, that came into my mind on this recent run, just in my own portfolio as well, is this idea of 
when the market really starts to run and I'm talking really starts to run you always wish you had more you always wish you had more in the market and the psychology of course is that you know when the market's running you kind of think well if I haven't you know I gotta keep with what I have and when the market dips a little bit there's always and we talked about this a little bit in the first segment there's always that second guessing maybe I should wait for a little bit lower than than get more and the fact is is that when the market runs you always wish you had more yeah, and I think that this is the case too don't you Paul that, yeah, but that in the future in the next six months like who knows when when we when we finish consolidating here could be a week could be a couple months at the end of the day we know that this is going to consolidate and silver is going to break through 30 go to 50 and after 50 dollars we don't know where this is going but the one thing you know is going to be true is you're going to wish you had more yeah but this is a, a reason as well that you should ladder in um you know people are scared you know tip your toe in the in the pond in the water you know buy some you know be in the market so if it drops you've got cash you can buy and and equalize what you've bought if it goes up you're still bought at a lower price and you can still buy you know so ladder in be smart I think these markets are just going to go through the roof they're going to skyrocket and it's an opportunity to protect your wealth we've we haven't had this opportunity for you know eight years in the gold and silver market we've had a boom in real estate a boom in marijuana stocks a boom in cryptocurrencies you know what is the next trend it, and people go back to reality. Gold and silver is real money. It's not something that you print or you digitally make. You have to dig that out of the ground. And this is why, you know, I explain to my clients and they really understand it. When you mine that gold and silver, you know, silver comes from mostly byproducts of gold, zinc and copper mining that's where it comes from but look what it takes first of all someone has to put out a lot of money to buy a mine and drill and see if it's real and then they got to start refining know, it. mining the product then they have to take all that rubble and dirt and rocks out of the ground it then has to go to a refine when they do find some gold it has to be refined all the you know the impurities, impurities have to come out of it it then goes to a mint that makes the product you know, the time that gets logistically sent to a wholesaler who then distributes it to a retailer who then distributes it to the public, there's a lot of handling and there's a lot of costs involved. And the best part about that is, though, once it's been done, once you have that bar in your hand, whether it's gold or silver, that's it. It's done. It, it will never go away. You can turn it into this, that, the other, but that intrinsic value, that store of wealth, that effort that went in to get it is done. Jerry, very quick, before we go to break, is this going to be a slow correction, you think? I'm asking you to pull out your crystal ball for about 30 seconds here. Slow uh, slow consolidation, or do you think this is going to be over before a blink of an eye? At this moment, I do think that we it's going to be rather quick. Um, we saw in the past couple of weeks how quickly the market did rise. Um, everything is... Be, you know everything is becoming more accelerated the volumes are, are becoming much more wide I did I did like the strategy of sta staggering into the market and buying in tranches uh, last year but now that I see that there are immense shortages and my you know our strategy is our, our our perspective is never one to push someone to get into the market but right now because yeah you want to time that market but you want to ensure that you can get your hands on the product so I don't hate the one who says, okay, let's just back up the truck and let's buy as much as we can here. At least you have the product. one 877 8 silver is the number. The website guildhallwealth.com. 
The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management, and we'll be right back. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Thanks for sticking with us through the through this show. Um, exciting as always. Interesting to just look at some of these three questions that people should be asking as we get a little bit of a dip. And it has come back a little bit, which is great to see. But ultimately, Jerry, we didn't see any product just jump into the market in the last couple of days. Um, we're seeing the shortages as much as we did before, aren't we? Yeah, I mean... Look at where we were last year. We had an array of product on the website. We had a lot of gold, different types of product, different types of coins, and the whole array, the buffet was great. Today, we're just down to the bread and butter. The one-ounce gold bars, the 100-ounce silver bars, the kilo bars of silver are great. A nice happy medium between the 10 and the 100. But again, they're LBMA approved and uh, straight from the vault, straight from the chain, within the chain of integrity. Yeah, you know, the thing about these kilo bars is... Um Number one, we do have an order coming in eventually, but one of the reasons that we actually just have a bunch of these kilo bars available as of today, uh, we're taping the show on Friday, is because we had one client sell product yesterday out of a depository account, and uh, we were we grabbed it back, you know, um, and the client did amazingly well. He was in the market for maybe two years, I think, and uh, practically doubled and decided that was that was it for him it was an older gentleman one of the things that i'm seeing though is that on the sell side it's few and far between i mean we're very lucky that we were able to to grab that product back from the client in the depository but uh, the sell orders i think it's like 1 to 50 okay. so so the the the, the buy orders are more excited um, than those who are looking to sell because the majority of people who've bought over the last five, 10 years, they've been waiting for these days to happen. They've been waiting for these moments where the price was gonna skyrocket and they've all been looking for silver to get to that $50 and above. Um, so that's very interesting. But again, I do think that ultimately you're gonna wish you had more. Uh, I think that, um, well, you tell me, what, what do you think happens once silver gets to $50? Are we gonna crack that quickly? Do you think we move through that quickly? Do you think we, you know, it's like trying to get up to, um, trying to get up on a mountain peak. It takes a couple tries, but what happens once we get there? Uh, like Peter Schiff actually tweeted a couple days ago, actually on Tuesday after the after the correction that we saw, it was a clean 50% retracement. And, and something that he reminded us about was, in any bull market, the beginning of a bull market, that's when you see the huge downswings in a day. But then at the tail end of a bull market, that's when you have the huge run. And I'm an advocate of seeing silver, especially going up wildly in the future. And this is because we have consolidated, we've dipped, and we've died for beyond the seven-year economic cycle. We're almost on, at the 10th year. And David Morgan quote, was quoted as saying, the longer something consolidates, expect and anticipate the higher the peak. So 50, I think we're going to slice right through that. And... Um, I am an advocate. I do think that we're going to be heading towards the 100 level. Um, obviously, every psychological $10 move, 30 bucks, $40, $50 silver, um, we're going to have some challenges, but we're going to continue to go. And we have to remember, us as Canadians, we have to remember what is our loonies doing for us as well. I always want to remind our remind Canadians to view this as far as loonies go. We were the only G7 nation to lose our AAA credit rating and that is a disgrace <laughs> and how is this going to turn around? What is our loonies going to look like next year, the year after that? And we know that gold, and gold has performed in every single major currency at least 12% per year and this is because of the problem of inflation and loss of purchasing power. Yeah, you know, if you look at, at um, you know, you were mentioning 
$3,000 potentially by the end of the year, uh, at least maybe $5,000 in the future. And when I look at it and I say, okay, well, in 2011, the ratio between gold and silver got down to 35 to 1. So if we eventually, I'm not saying gold's going to go to 5,000 in the next day um, or the next year, but at, at 35 to 1, that puts silver up at $142 an ounce. And again, you have to ask, when is the central bank going to stop printing money? When are when are we going to be out of a recession and things going great and people out there spending money? You know that's that's ultimately going to and making money at the same time. I think we're we're uh, a far a far cry from that. Uh, but at the same time, there's no physical product available. So the physical mechanism of price discovery is really what is at stake here. Mm -hmm. And despite um, price, many of our many people that come to us. Are, they don't have answered those questions. How can the government stop printing money? How can we ever turn things around? How can things go back to a rational economy? Without those certain answers, we are uncertain. And this is why people are coming to us, trusting their gut, knowing that they need some wealth insurance first and foremost. And then they, then they ladder in this market and they acquire the gold and silver to actually make some money and, to, to, and for that performance. So that's the beautiful thing right now with gold and silver is that they offer the wealth insurance that we need, but the participation that we will get on the upside. Yeah, and anyone who has gone to a, a grocery store, I mean, just on my way to work, I, uh, I was gonna grab some lunch, I went to the grocery store, and, um, you know, one of these uh, lunch packages that I normally buy was $3 more. How, right. how do you how do you hedge against something that's now three dollars more? It's thirty percent more expensive than it was six months ago, mm -hmm. right? And that's that's across the board. I spoke to a client who said, "Yeah, we used to buy these steaks, and they come three in a package, and now it's two in a package for the same price." Mm -hmm. How do you hedge against that? And that's ultimately what inflation is all about. Government says, "Oh, it's two percent. It's actually running more at five percent. So if it's at five percent, you're losing fifty percent of your purchasing power every ten years." If you made $100,000 10 years ago, are you making $150,000 today? And that's just to keep you at the same level standard of living that you had a decade ago. How do you, how do, you do that? And what are you supposed to do? Take the risk and go into the stock market and hope that Apple keeps going higher, I think is the question. Mm -hmm. So we understand that gold and silver are extremely undervalued. And also you were talking about 2011 versus now. While silver has been consolidating over the last decade, the money printing has just kept on going. Mm -hmm. The debts have just kept on growing. And that's why I think we believe that the price is, is really has a lot of catch up to do. Absolutely. If you look at all the ratios in one, one great website, I encourage you to check out is US, uh, the government debt clock org, which is a very interesting site. And you'll see um, where gold and silver should be if we take into account, account where the money supply was back in 1913 to where it is today. Um, the numbers don't lie. The math does not lie. And we just have to trust our guts to understand that we need to convert out of a, out of a bad currency, out of paper currency, into a hard currency like gold and silver. Well, Jerry, uh, this has been great as always. I think it's uh, something that people need to hear again and again. And to, to that, tune in next week. The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, we have a motto. If you can't hold it, you don't own it, and we look forward to speaking you speaking to you at Guildhall Wealth. This has been the Real Money Show on Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.